Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now. On Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 on this brisk Monday morning as we have Angela Robinson with us, as we almost always do on these Monday mornings. And Angela, good morning to you. A little bit cold coming to work this morning. Oh my gosh, is this March? What I mean, what am I missing here in Texas? March in Texas? Wait a minute. This yeah. doesn't make any sense, does it? 17 um, degrees starting things oh, up. Yeah, it was cold. I put on my gloves. It was so cold <laughs> this morning. But uh, anyway, I guess it got my juices going because I thought... I'd start the day off with a, a little bit of jokes I found. Um, it's five jokes only family caregivers will get. You know, this is, you know, we kind of got a eh, downer subject in some ways. Not in all ways, but I thought it's a good way to break the ice. And the first one I can highly relate to, of course, you may know my grandmother has been in care for several years now. And <laughs> it's you worry when your phone rings and you worry when your phone doesn't ring. This is so true, right? Number two, you see the pharmacist more than your closest friends. Number three, you get excited when there's a sale on disposable wipes, disposable gloves, tissues, oatmeal, or whatever, right? And then they have this picture of Jim Carrey where I remember in Ace Ventura, I'm so excited. You know, his hair is like staying on end. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The most consistent exercise you get is helping your older adult in and out of the bed and to and from the bathroom. And number five, you give without expecting anything in return. Of course, not a joke, but it's definitely true, true, which is a great introduction into what we're going to be talking about, which we call the Responsibility Club. You know, I think as family members, when you have someone that's a parent or even a grandparent in some situations or a child, you feel this overwhelming sense of responsibility to do everything you can to help them. Absolutely. Right? And that's, I mean, that's what, that's the way it should be. And there's no no other way to, to slice that, right? You know, what do they say? Uh, when you come into the world, they take care of you. And when they go out of the world, you take you care take of them. You take care of them. That's exactly right. And, you know, the thing is, is that it takes such a physical and mental toll on you. And, you know, you, you don't think about those things. You think about the financial toll that it's taking on you. And, you know, it could be affecting your other family members. It could be affecting your family life. And I can't tell you how many times that we've seen when someone that's been ill for a long time pass away their family it's truly a bittersweet situation that there's just so much relief and there's so much joy that starts seeping back into the family that you didn't even realize um was gone you know and i uh so i was watching my my little boys in this mood of of horse movies we watched black stallion and now we're on secretariat and so we were watching secretariat last night and there's the scene where she starts laughing at her trainer's hat and he says you don't like my hat and she just starts laughing 
And then, you know, she laughs, laughs in control of me and she says, oh my gosh, I haven't done that in so long. That felt so good just right. to laugh, to truly laugh. And I thought about this. I thought about caregiving because I, I mean, firsthand, we've experienced this within our family, you know, having two grandmothers that were in care at the same time. And it is extremely stressful, you know, and you add on a younger generation on top of that. And I'm not obviously in that position, but I can't imagine what that's got to be feeling like. And so I did some research and I thought, okay, this has got to be an epidemic just simply because, you know, we, we have we have people aging and they're not dying. They're living, but right. maybe not with the quality of life. Right. And then we've got this young generation coming up that is moving back home after they get out of college. So um, I found this deal on Pew Research, and it said 43.5 million people over the age of 50 are unpaid caregivers. 43.5 million people over the age of 50. So we're not even talking about the people in their 40s that are experiencing this, which there are quite a few of those as well. Okay. Moreover, one in four... Caregivers in the nation have taken a leave from work. One in four. Think about that. Okay. And, you know, yeah, you've got this overwhelming sense of duty. You've got these emotions that are, you know, going all over. And you feel like, I, I, I think you sometimes feel like I've got no options. This is just what we have to do. We have to do this as a family. We have no way out, and you just put your head down, and you just go. And I think that is why, like in that case of that lady, her dad, of course, has Alzheimer's, and she just and she was taking care of a family back in Denver in the story of the Secretariat, right? And, you know, she just put her head down, and she went. And so she forgot to have joy in her life. She forgot to find those moments, and we do that. We're built to survive. That's us as human nature. But does that mean... That it's the best thing doesn't mean that it's the best thing for your family. And, you know, we forget about that family life. And I want to remind you of a story I've shared on the radio before about uh, a story I was I recently heard. And it was heartbreaking. A lady was talking. She lived in Detroit and she was talking about having to fly to Denver every weekend to relieve her sister so that you know, she could take care of her, she was taking care of her dad so that she could relieve her sister because her sister was doing all the caregiving during the week, right? And her dad was not there mentally any longer. I mean, he just, he wasn't there, but they had to do something. There was no, they felt that there was no other options for this. And then she started tearing up when she started to talk about not the financial part of it, not the mental or the physical part of it, but missing her son's baseball games, not being there for the recitals, not when when she was home, she wasn't 100% because she was exhausted. She had quit making the family dinners. They quit doing all of these things. And we forget about what actual impact that caregiving can have holistically on your entire life. And then you add the financial stress to that because when you wake up one day and you realize, oh, my God, I've been out of work for five years taking care of someone. Well, five years could have meant close to half a million dollars of future assets for your family to live on if you were putting back money, right? 
um, could have been more than that. What what could have cost you in the meantime? And what else did you have to give up? Were you actually paying for things out of pocket? I don't know many caregivers that don't. And, uh, you know, my mom included. We're like, Mom, do not do that. But <laughs> no matter what you do, she's always buying something. That's her That's her love language, right, to yeah, buy gifts. Right. And so, you know, um, we have we have all of these these aspects that are to this. And then you, you pile all that up, and then you wake up one day when that person is finally gone. And you realize, oh, my gosh, I've got a mess. And so what I want to talk about today is how to clean up that mess and get your life back and get your life back while you're actually in the process of caregiving. You don't want to miss this right here on Life Planning 101. And welcome back in to Life Planning 101 yes. this morning. And uh, we're talking about caregiving. Yes, the responsibility, the responsibility club, right? Yes. We all feel it. Um, I, I found a funny little joke that said, uh, talked about mom. She um, she went to the doctor um, with her daughter, and um, the doctor asked her how old she was, and she said 44. And so then he asked, and how old are you, speaking to the daughter? And she said 63. And, of course, mom turned to her daughter and said, how did you get that old? <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we're just talking about something on the break, though, Terry. You mentioned that um, a lot of times it's not the person that's receiving care if you're married that goes first. It's the spouse that's been caregiving because they take such a physical toll on your body um, to do this. And you don't even realize it. You know, a lot of it's mental. Um, And I can relate to this. You know, when I spent um, time across seas, away from my family, and caregiving for a small child and in a place I didn't know, there was such a mental toll that that took. I didn't realize physically what it was doing to me. I got back, my um, lady, my my, uh, hairdresser, she said, do you know that your hair is falling out? And I said, really? Yeah. And she said, yeah, but you don't think about things like that. I mean, that's just a small degree, but really what kind of effect did it take because of the stress that was incurred during that time? And you got to think about if I'm living in that environment for years, what is that doing to me? Um, you know, you've always been on a plane, and you've heard me talk about this on the show before, when the flight attendant says, put on your oxygen mask before you help, somebody else. help someone else. Because if you run out of oxygen, what's going to happen? Yeah, you're you, not going to be able to help them <laughs> anyway. You can't help them. You absolutely can't. And I know this is the hardest thing to do. And, you know, for I'm gonna, there's going to be naysayers that are listening to say, well, that all sounds great. But there's no possible way that I can. But what I ask you to do is calendarize it. Find yourself a routine to meditate, to exercise. Figure out a way to eat well, whether it means meal prep, whether it means um, hiring one of those meal services that comes to your house, you know, and just delivers and you have the meals or uh, your cheese. If you're like in Stephenville or Fort Worth, you can, there's these casserole places that are all over the place, you know, that just pre-prepare meals. So you can actually have the things that you had before sleep. Sleep is the biggest thing, right? Make that time for yourself. It's so important. It's imperative. You have to do it because otherwise you're not going to last long for you and the rest of your family. And if you don't care about yourself, remember your kids, 
remember the other people. And, you know, um, we always forget about the order of things, but a lot of times when people are caregiving, they're, they're putting their parents ahead of everybody else, okay? And what should it really be? should be you, then your spouse, then your children, then your parents, right? right? And we forget that. We forget that because it just seems so imperative that we have to do certain things a certain way. And a lot of times we're in, you know, survival mode. We're in fight or flight mode. And so you have to get away. You may even need to take a vacation. Take some time to get away to really get your head clear on how you can come back and do things a better way so that you can focus on a better you, right? And in addition to that, um, you know, you think about there, there's other things that will help you get there. And they're the things that are actually the physical and financial aspects of all of this. So talking is a big one. You know, this is something, if you're like my family, um, and I hate to admit this, but it's the God honest truth. We don't talk. Uh, we're so busy that we don't talk. We don't have time to talk. Okay, we and I, you know, I hate that. Here I am, a financial advisor, I'm a life planner, I talk on the show all the time about conversation, and it's so important to have it. We don't do it, but it's true. Every family gets so busy. So put calendarize it, calendarize a time for you and your spouse to sit down, go over your budget, go over what your goals are, what are your financial goals. Do you need to get a son and daughter through college? Is that important to you? When do you want to retire? What is that going to look like to be able to get there? The fact is, there are 77 million baby boomers, okay, all entering retirement. And if you think the government benefits are going to hold up the same way that they have for the last 30 years, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. You're wrong. Something is going to change. You're either those benefits, and I don't think they're going to take them away. I'm not saying that, but they'll tax them away from you. Okay, so you have to rethink what is most important here and put that in priority. We all want our cake and eat it too. We all want to do what's best for our kids and help our parents. And no one's in a different situation. But if you don't wake up and smell the coffee to reality, then you're going to get hit by it in the face and it's going to be too late. And it, 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 and that's just the fact of it. Sure. So having these conversations, these candid conversations with one another is probably the most important part. And don't walk away. Don't fight. Just talk about what's most important. Then talk to your parents, okay? What does care look like if they're going to need it? Get them to answer that question. That's so big, Right. So many times I see families fight over the fact, well, mom wouldn't have wanted that. Well, we don't have another option. Let mom answer that question before it's an issue, right? right? Get her to tell you what it's going to be. Who's going to give it? How's it going to be paid for? What are we supposed to liquidate, mom? Or do you have care lined up? Do you have long-term care policies in place? What if you're you incapacitated? What if you have brain damage? What, what if, what if, what if, Right. And we have a list of these questions that we actually go through when we do family consults. We're happy to share because the less and less families that have these issues, that means less and less people that are out there that are stressed and not able to deal with things in a real manner. They're just living under a microscope all the time of stress. And that's not fair, right? So, you know, there's no sense in not, not answering those questions. And then last, talk to your children about it. Most cases, 
your children are going to be able to understand the adjustments you may or may not need to make because of your situation if you talk to them about it now. I've had so many times people say, well, I promised my children this. I promised them we would do this. Well, things change. And sometimes you've got to sit down with your kids and say, okay, I know I made this promise to you. And I can keep this promise. But here's going to be the circumstances or the consequences of me keeping that promise. Are you prepared that I'm going to be able to, that I can come live with you someday when I run out of money? That's a hard question, but it's a real question. It's a real question. It's a real question because if you do pay for your college, that may be, or their college, that may be what it costs them, right? And, you know, discuss expectations. Discuss college funding. I'm a big proponent that the earlier you start with your kids and you explain to them that you want to help pay for their college, but they need to have a part in that and they need to have a hand in that, the better off they're going to be and be equipped for, for life as a whole. So get them involved early. And you have to draw that line before you start dipping into your retirement and just pay for things. You've got to have these conversations so everybody's on a level playing field and everybody knows what that future is going to look like. When we come back, two more things the Responsibility Club's not going to want to miss right here on Life Planning 101. All right, final segment of Life Planning 101 on this cool Monday morning, Angela. Right, and we're talking about the people in that uh, sandwich generation, which we like to call the responsibility club because you feel responsible, right? You feel like you have to do it, and there's no other way. And we've talked about uh, taking time for yourself, and as hard as that is, and as impossible as it may seem, you know, maybe even getting away to think about it having these crucial conversations and with yourself, your spouse, your kids, your parents, and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Um, the next thing, and this is probably one of the most overlooked parts of being in the Responsibility Club, and I see it cause more stress than the financial aspect. And that's the legal aspect of everything. Because people don't know what they don't know. And they just assume that when mom goes into care, I'm able to do everything for her. Or when my kids are in college, I'm still ever able to make every decision for them. Uh, uh, none of that works. No, and you have to make sure that the proper legal planning is put in place immediately. I'm a big proponent that when people turn the age of 18, okay, they need to go ahead and get a durable power of attorney and a medical power of attorney at minimum, okay? Because at the age of 18, when your kids turn that old, you cannot make financial uh, decisions for them. You cannot access their financial information. You cannot make medical decisions for them. And you cannot access their medical information, even if they're on your insurance. Huh. Hmm. People say, hmm, I, don't, I didn't know that, right? Do it. You got to do it. You need to get it in place. And the same goes, think about it, for your parents, right? And what is this going to mean? Um, you, need to, you need to make sure you know where these documents are and that they're up to date. You need to know when and if guardianship will be appropriate, when it would be for an 18-year-old. I had an extensive conversation uh, just last week with a family that has a boy with autism. And he's turning 17. And so we're talking about the importance of getting guardianship and what that actually is going to do for that child and putting that child on Medicaid. Okay, that's a hard one to stomach. People don't don't even like to think about it if they have any money. 
but in by making him a ward of the state, he's actually got more benefits, more things available to him. We'll be able to have a better lifestyle than they could financially be able to do it for him. Sure. Right. And the stress that it's going to put on them and the damper that or, or even if they would be able to retire, if they were going to try to financially support him through this process would be mere impossible. But people don't think about this. They just pour it out of pocket and they just do it because they feel obligated to do it, right? So the legal piece of this is huge and making sure that you have all of those things, durables, medicals, living wills, guardianship if needed, whatever it is, you need to be talking with the appropriate attorney about all of this. And that's a big, when I said appropriate attorney, I mean appropriate attorney. Normally, family attorneys can only do so much when it comes to caregiving. There are people that are specialized in this field in particular. When we're talking guardianship, I'm going to go to a guardianship attorney to make sure that we get things done appropriately for a family. Not going to go to a traditional family attorney because they can't do it. They, They don't know all the laws. They're not up to date. Everything's always changing, right? And then last, but definitely not least... Of all the things a responsibility club needs to do is plan. I cannot emphasize. I was trying to think of just one story that stood out above all the others when when I was putting the show together. And I couldn't think of one story. I could think of multiple. When people sit down and they take the time to actually think through, okay, this is what we want for ourselves. This is what we want for our kids. And this is what we're going to need for our parents. And when they put all of that together and then they take the time to actually plan it out and we can help them explore options, there's this old saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? And sometimes you don't know what you don't know is a good thing right? because there's things out there that can help you that you, you didn't even know existed. You might be pleasantly surprised that you can accomplish all of your goals. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's a question of which is more important, Right. Sometimes it's a thought of, okay, what if we can do meet part way on everything? But if by having a plan, what I have realized that people does, it gives people confidence. So they aren't swimming. They aren't drowning. They aren't dog pedaling, right? It's getting rid of all of the stresses in their lives so they can just simply move forward. They can walk out of it, you know, instead of being in the weeds all the time and not understanding what the next day is going to look like, much less the next 15, 20, 30 years. Or when they get to the age of 65 and they finally say, I'm exhausted. I can't take it anymore. I've got to retire. And I have seen this happen. And they look up and they say, okay, how can, how can I retire? I'm so miserable. I've got to retire. And they only are able to retire on half of what they were because they didn't plan accordingly, right? So go ahead. Take those steps. It's, it's an awesome thing to do. Don't be a victim here. You're a victim by not doing anything. Take ownership. Get help. And as we always say, live life on purpose. It's your life. It's your decision. All you got to do is make that first step. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Great information right here on Life Planning 101. Angela, tell us again where people can go to listen to this on yes. your website. So you can actually go onto our website, kennedy-financial.com, and go to our learning center. You've got all the podcasts. You've got 
archived articles in there for over 10 years of stuff. Amazing information. You, you, Do you just, ever go back and look at something you wrote 10 years ago and say, Ooh, you know, it's funny. So this responsibility club, the first time I wrote on this was in 2008. Wow. The so numbers from Pew Research were drastically different from wow. today on how many caregivers there are. It's exploded. Always good stuff. Yes, it is. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, is an independent, a Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.